Muli Bonji from El Pouchette. This is the Rorschach Malawi update for the 19th of August, 2021. What's been going down in Malawi for the week? Every single week. So here we go. Government publicly released the amount of toll fees vehicles passing through the Blantyre-Lilongwe M1 road would be paying at gates at Chingeni in Balaka and Kalinyeke in Dedza district, but some road users have described the fees as exorbitant. The list of the toll fees show that, among others, light vehicles will be paying 1700 kwacha, which is about three U.S. dollars, while minibuses will be parting with 3,400 kwacha, which is about four U.S. dollars, with trucks carrying abnormal loads paying 20,000 kwacha, which is about 25 U.S. dollars for a one-way trip. According to communication made earlier this summer by the Minister of Finance, Felix Mlusu, there will be a discount for frequent users and local users ranging from 20 to 75 percent. The Roads Fund Administration, or RFA, spokesperson Masuako Nanguluko confirmed the development, saying that fees would become effective Wednesday, the 1st of September, coinciding with the date of the Chingani Tollgate. Minibus Owners Association of Malawi Secretary General Coxley Kamange contends the toll gates are a welcome idea, but the prices are not fair. Malawians have also said the tariffs were very high and would have serious repercussions for road users. It's expected that the toll gates would boost revenue collection by 15%, generating between 5.4 billion kwacha, about 7 million U.S. dollars, and 11 billion kwacha, or about 13 million U.S. dollars, annually for the RFA. According to the RFA, the funds will be used for maintenance and rehabilitation of the M1 road. Other news, Center for Human Rights and Rehabilitation, CHRR, is speaking out against the national ID requirement for people to access COVID-19 vaccines. CHRR Executive Director Michael Kayatza says that they're disturbed by reports that people who do not have national identity cards are being denied access to COVID-19 vaccines. His organization has since urged the Ministry of Health to quickly remove this requirement. According to available data, over 3 million Malawians do not have national IDs, meaning that if the trend continues, a huge chunk of the Malawian population will not have access to the vaccines. Still on health news, Chikwawa District Education Authorities have revealed that 21 primary school teachers and four pupils tested positive for COVID-19 in the district during the second term, which ended on August 13th. This was disclosed at a training organized by AMREF Health Africa for primary school teachers in the Lower Shida District over the weekend. The workshop aimed at reducing COVID-19 cases in schools in the district by training teachers on how they can contain the spread of the infection in their schools. Chikwawa District School Health and Nutrition coordinator Charles Muyanika confirmed the positive cases, adding that they have all recovered. He, however, pointed out that the environment in most primary schools in the district still remain risky for pupils and teachers due to congestion and lack of adherence to preventive measures. Supia Sampson, a teacher at the Satwadwa Primary School who took part in the training that drew over 200 primary school teachers, lauded the training as an eye-opener, saying it'll go a long way in assisting them to protect themselves. Teachers Union of Malawi, TUM, and the Malawian government have been at odds with the former insisting that they be provided with the same risk allowances frontline workers are receiving, a call the government has rejected. In agricultural news, Admark General Manager Rhino Chipoko has called the government to help Admark handle various businesses, as was the case before. Speaking before the Parliamentary Committee on Agriculture and Food Security, Chipiko said there is a need for a turnaround strategy so that Admark goes into milling, cooking oil production, value adding, 
for cotton, production of feed for livestock, among other investments. He stressed that empowering the company would help bring fertilizer prices and cooking oil prices down, adding that fertilizer prices would not have gone beyond 30,000 kwacha, which is about 37 U.S. dollars, had Admark been empowered and if the government had regulated fertilizer prices. Parliamentary Committee on Agriculture and Food Security concurred with Admark, stressing that Admark should not be forced to borrow from commercial banks. The committee suspects that there's a syndicate involving government officials, banks, and other stakeholders to have Admark borrow from local banks for its operations so that they can personally benefit from such deals. This comes after the recent sharp rise in fertilizer prices that has farmers very worried. In early June, 50 kilo bag of fertilizer was ranging from 21,000 kwacha to 23,000 kwacha, which is approximately 26 to 28 US dollars. Currently, it's being sold for between 36,000 kwacha and 40,000 kwacha, which is about 44 to 49 US dollars, a 74% rise. Tobacco Association of Malawi Trust President Abiel Kalima Banda said leaf farmers in the country are worried they may not meet expected production targets. The Farmers Union of Malawi President Frian Njolomole feared the situation would have devastating effect on the economy and strong actions needed. He was, however, optimistic that the situation will be contained following President Lazarus Chakweta's address over the weekend that the prices will be controlled. In technological news, a new innovation technology that makes it easy to track and monitor the temperature of cold rooms, refrigeration systems, and cold vans has hit the Southern African development community, Sadak region technology market, and the developer, engineer Alinafe Kaliwo, has challenged delegates in the just-ended 41st Ordinary Summit of Sadak, heads of state and government, to use the platform as an opportunity to explore means on how they can support young technology entrepreneurs. In a statement, Kaliwo said, quote, For a very long time, producers of perishable goods such as fruits, meat, and milk have had the problem of adverse temperature conditions damaging their products. This happens without any warning whatsoever, which leads to the loss of thousands, if not millions, of cash and resources. But for the last four years, Tempcrass has been able to perfectly deal with such a problem for some of the largest retail chain stores in Malawi, end quote. Adding that Tempcrass technology is a user-friendly system that is easy to install and implement and one that employs novel and advanced technologies such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, and blockchain seamlessly deliver satisfactory services to its users. This comes as the state vice president, Salas Chilima, presented a lecture last week on the need for SADC member states to embrace digitalization in this COVID-19 era. Chilima said there was an urgent need for serious investment and that budgets in the SADC region should support ICT as a transition to digital economies. The lecture, which was organized by the government of Malawi through the National Planning Commission, NPC, discussed, among other things, how digitalization can be effective for Africa amidst COVID-19. Authorities at Vwaza Wildlife March Reserve said communities surrounding the reserve at Malidade Extension Planning Area in Mzimba are poaching wild animals and causing upheavals to forest resources. Vwaza Game Reserve Manager Leonard Chilando Moyo disclosed that 36 poachers were arrested in 2018, 31 in 2019, and 58 in 2020. In those three years, the reserve has lost nine elephants and 67 other animals of different species to poaching. He says Malidade, being in an Ngoni area, 
is rife with poachers who are killing animals for economic gain through ivory sales and consumption of bushmeat as their diet. Moyo also added that Mwaza Marsh currently does not have lions as poachers have killed them through traditional animal trapping using string wires. He laments that the situation is putting the tourism industry at risk as elephants and lions are major wildlife animals that attract tourists from Europe. In an attempt to ensure that villagers desist from poaching in the Mwaza Wildlife Reserve, the Synod of Livingstonia, under its development arm, has embarked on the empowerment of 4,000 farmers at Malidade EPA with skills of improving livestock and crop production. Executive Director for Livingstonia Synod Development Department, Kenneth Sakala, said the three-and-a-half-year conservation project will bring economic independence for people surrounding the reserve and the conflict between game rangers and villagers in the catchment area. The project will also have a forestation component in the communities of Malidade. Moyo has since urged communities to take part in conserving Lake Kazuni, South Rukuru, and Central Liwewe rivers to safeguard aquatic lives. It was a sad day Saturday the 21st as families of Malawi Housing Corporation, MHC, tenants in Ngumbe in Blantyre were given 15 hours to vacate the houses following a high court order. Nearly 15 households were issued with eviction orders from their rented houses, which the parastatal constructed on alleged private land with a bank loan. The family of Costas and Samantha Scordis claimed to own the freeholding farmland, which it had been used as a farm under the name Chitseko Estates and Kuseli Kemi Venji estates for several years. The family further demanded MHC and its agents to remove any structures built on the land, threatened that Scordis would demolish and remove all such structures at the cost of MHC. Lawyer Kaleswa Pakoso, who is representing the Scordis family, said that while the issue was and still is in court, MHC went ahead and started constructing and renting out houses, as well as subdividing the plots possibly to sell. He added that they went to the high court to apply for an injunction to stop those activities. It's reported that before starting the housing project, MHC management ignored professional advice not to proceed due to the ownership issues and overall land disputes. One of the evictees who refused to identify herself said her family's rights have been violated and would take action against MHC. Malawians on social media expressed disappointment in MHC, stating that it should be the very first to adhere to land laws. Most have also urged the affected families to sue MHC for damages. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We want to know where you are listening from, so drop us a line at podcast at Rorschach.com. Let us know what city you're in. If you like the show, share it. Subscribe for more. Pitani bueno. Thank you.